you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hello, this is Michael calling from Central California, and I know that you mentioned before about how Jehovah's Witnesses or ex-Jehovah's Witnesses will join the military since they weren't allowed to even think about it when they were a part of the cult. So I was wondering, uh, would you ever think about joining the military? Uh, Either way, would you explain why? I'm just curious about it. Have a good one. Thanks. I appreciate the phone call. Um, I would not. I would not join the military. And let me tell you why. The reason is because this may be some rub off from Jehovah's Witnesses, but I'm very pacifist, as Jehovah's Witnesses are. I don't believe in killing unless it's an absolute necessity, like to defend your life kind of thing. So I would avoid the military at just about any cost. Also, aside from the fact that the military, you know, exists so that they can fight wars, um, they also use destructive emotional tactics against people. They exploit cognitive distortions intentionally to break you down and build you back up in their image. I mean, that's like a stated goal of the military. Now, I I understand that you're signing up for that, and ostensibly you understand what you're signing up for. You're supposed to anyways. But I I don't believe in using destructive influence on people no matter what. So I wouldn't join the military for that that reason alone, basically. Hey, Teotio, it's Will. I've called you before. Question for you. I've recently made friends with uh, one of Jehovah's Witnesses. He seems to be being nice. I noticed that you called him one of Jehovah's Witnesses instead of a Jehovah's Witness. That's really interesting to me because that's something that they push on their people. They want their people to call themselves one of Jehovah's Witnesses rather than just a Jehovah's Witness. It's a a way of framing it so that you look at yourself and your role in God's plan in a very specific way. So I find it fascinating that you use that term. We'll keep listening. Oh, and by the way, I do remember you, so I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate the others, too. Let's keep listening. I'm disabled personally, but he seems to be being very nice to me, but then it got to the point to where he's been asking me things like, where does it first say Jehovah? in the Bible. And I'm wondering, I'm starting to wonder if he really wants to be my friend or if he's just got an interest in taking advantage of me and joining his religion. If you could give me some insight. Um, I have him blocked now, but if you think I should keep him blocked and just not talk to him, that would be great. See ya. Well, it's up to you if you want to block him or not, but I'll I'll tell you what his intentions are. And I know that these are his intentions because these are the intentions of every Jehovah's Witness. This is part of the personality that comes with being in this religion. If you don't adequately display this personality to the leadership in the congregation for a minimum of a year, 
sometimes a year and a half, even two years, they won't let you get baptized. You have to prove to them that you have taken the new personality on, as they call it, and, and made it a part of who you are. The Jehovah's Witness personality demands that they proselytize and try to bring outsiders in at all costs. If you are friends with an outsider, the only goal that you should have is to bring them into the religion. If you aren't trying to bring them into the religion or it seems hopeless that you know they're never going to join or something, you shouldn't be friends with them. That's the perspective that they hold. That's the perspective the Jehovah's Witness personality demands that they hold. Is this person trying to befriend me? Is this genuine? Or is their only end goal to bring me into the religion? The answer is, they are only trying to bring you into the religion. But in so doing, I would have to imagine they are hoping to be your friend afterward. It's not like they don't like you, necessarily. But you being a Jehovah's Witness, or being interested in it at least, is a prerequisite to your friendship. They cannot be friends with you with that hanging over your head, basically. So it's up to you if you want to unblock them or not. Just understand the friendship comes with a price. You're going to have to be interested to some degree in the religion, or they're not going to be your friend. Try unblocking them and telling them you have no interest in it and you don't want to hear about it anymore, but you still want to hang out with them. You still want to do stuff. You still want them to come over and chat and all that stuff and see what happens from there. I'd be willing to bet they get out of there and never contact you again. This voicemail, I remember it was really, really hard to hear, but it was, despite that fact, it was worth listening to. So just try to chug through, and in the end, maybe I'll put subtitles in for the final one. We'll see. Hello, Telltale. This is Trevor of of Michigan. Um, I've got a question for you. Um, I recently saw your video about how you didn't think, like, uh, Jesus was real and stuff, and I agree with everything you said, but I have one question. Okay, let me just stop there for a second and and kind of give – give you guys a little bit of background. So what the voicemail caller was referencing is a voicemail that I answered, I think last week or recently anyways, where somebody asked me why I don't believe that Jesus was an actual real person. And in that video, I explained basically all the reasons that I have doubts. I'm not saying he's not a real person. I don't know. Um, But I haven't seen compelling evidence to believe that he was. So that's my position currently. Uh, I'm willing to be convinced otherwise. Uh, let's keep listening. Okay, but I have one question. But what about exorcisms? Like, multiple religions have done exorcisms, Christianity, Catholics, and they supposedly drive out spirits or poltergeists or whatever, and people have stated that their house is or quiet after they use, like, book or uh, cross or whatever. So if he wasn't real, how do you explain that stuff? Like, how do you explain how exorcisms have managed to help people? Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the phone call. Um, There are a number of different cures for exorcism. 
uh, for ghosts, I guess. This is a WikiHow article, and it's got nine steps. So let's see what it says. Number one, eliminating non-paranormal possibilities. Make sure the haunting has not been caused by infrasound. These low-frequency hums can cause nausea, feelings of fear, and even manifest shadows at the corners of your vision. Okay. Uh, let's see. Eliminate other non-supernatural factors. You know, this is actually a good article. It's telling people to eliminate possible causes that aren't supernatural. I, I'm, I'm with it. Get a psychiatric evaluation. I love this, dude. This is awesome. Holy shit. Who the fuck wrote this WikiHow article? This is awesome. Evaluating the potential haunting. Record your experiences. Uh, have someone corroborate your findings. Don't be disappointed if the haunting turns out to be nothing. I'm looking for a list of ways to fix it. Be confident when dealing with your ghost. Like animals, ghosts are supposed to react to and feed off of fear, since there are very few, if any, true cases where someone was hurt by a ghost. Mostly what you'll be dealing with is irritating and possibly unsettling. How do you know? How, where did this information come from? Is there some expert around who has personally dealt with ghosts that, that's giving us this information? Is there a scientific method to find this information out? There are a number of different solutions, such as burning sage in your house or spreading ash on the floor. I, I mean, there are Muslim methods of exercising demons, basically. Who's to say those are any more or less valid than the Christian exorcisms? Ultimately, I'm not convinced that ghosts, ghosts exist either. Uh, I mean, I am even less convinced that ghosts exist than I am that Jesus existed. It seems completely absurd to me to think that there's actually somebody out there who really believes that the exorcisms that take place in the Catholic Church are actually doing anything at all. Then there's perform an exorcism. Why not burn sage or spread ash around? Why not one of those solutions instead? I mean, they're all equally as helpful. Cleanse the house. Once your ghost has been banished, you must cleanse the space so that it doesn't return and to discourage other spiritual ghostly visitors. Bizarrely, my brother and sister believe in ghosts. Like, they left Jehovah's Witnesses behind. They kind of left religion behind, although I, I don't think they're atheists or... Maybe they aren't anymore. I don't know. But they believe in ghosts. This blows my mind. I thought this is something that people, like, walked away from when they, you know, turned, like, 19 or 20 years old, just kind of realized that ghosts aren't real, like the monster under the bed isn't real. I'm the caller about the exorcism part. My dad had problems when he was younger. He got bit, scratched, and punched by something he couldn't see. He went through that for quite a few years, but when he fought back, it stopped. Interesting. When I was little, my dad and my mom told me about dealing with demons and stuff like that. Uh, they, they told very convincing stories about how they were harassed by demons. Um, my... Mom told me that my dad was involved in black magic and that he could like put his arms together like this and create a Jacob's ladder between them of electricity because, you know, Satan was creating this electricity or whatever the fuck. When I grew up, I realized that was complete bullshit. He may have liked to think that he was involved in black magic, but there's really no such thing, ultimately. If you can prove that it's real, the James Randi Foundation will give you a million dollars if you can. If you can replicate your results and show them the ability to, 
you know, harness this or whatever. James Randi Foundation will give you a million dollars for it. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Uh, my dad told me a story. That was from my mom about the Jacob's Ladder. My dad told me a story about this one time he's laying in bed asleep, right? And he wakes up and he sees this face laughing at him in front of him, just floating face laughing and laughing and he couldn't move. He's like pinned to the bed by this demonic force. And he finally struggled as hard as he could and, and knocked this Zippo lighter down the stairs, these wooden stairs, clatters all the way down. My mom is sitting at the bottom of the stairs and doesn't hear the Zippo lighter fall. And finally, when he managed to knock it over, the Satan is who he believes it was. Satan released him from his grip and he could move again. That's the story I was told when I was little to prove that ghosts or demons or whatever are real. In hindsight, it was very obviously just sleep paralysis. I've had sleep paralysis a billion times. It sucks, but it, there's nothing demonic or ghostly about it. Stories told by other people aren't really reliable because they had this feeling and this experience in the moment that may not have been a reflection of reality. I understand that they feel that they experienced this, like my brother and my sister. They believe in ghosts because they claim they saw them when they were little. I understand they believe that, but their minds were already primed to believe it in the first place. My mom had convinced them that demons were out to haunt them from, what the, from the age of two. So... If you personally have an experience with ghosts or can summon demons or expel them or whatever else, prove it. Prove it to the James Randi Foundation. They'll give you a million dollars for it. Anyways, that's a really interesting question, and I appreciate you coming and leaving the super chat and the question. I was very, very interested by it, and I'm sure that my viewers will be too, so thank you very much. Sydney Adnapaz, I grew up very afraid of demons. I'm still, I still have superstitious instincts, Can't, but I can deal with them a lot better now. Same, same here. My mom actually gave us a little fishing tackle box, you know, that you keep like fishing supplies in. She gave us a tackle box that had a Bible and a flashlight in it, and any time we were pestered by a demon, quote-unquote. We were supposed to open the tackle box and read the Bible and say Jehovah's name over and over and over again. Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. Fucking so sad, man. It's so sad, the, the shit that people believe, you know? And, and the shit that people push on their kids. Nervardia, happy Sunday, Telltale. Congratulations on getting engaged. Thank you. Yes, I got engaged and then... Well, I got married and then I got engaged. Let me tell you guys why we did it in that order. We'd already discussed getting married and, and planned it. I couldn't get a ring because I had nowhere to live. I didn't have an apartment because I was being chased by Christian ISIS. I was trying to get this ring, but I didn't have a final destination to have them mail it to because I had nowhere to live. That's why I didn't, I couldn't order the ring until April 16th, my, my first full day in this apartment. And then I ordered it and it just came not long ago, but it was after the wedding. So we got married and then I, I proposed after that. Next, we're going to talk about Stu Peters borrowing Alex Jones's personality. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. 
you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. I've mentioned Stu Peters before. I don't know if you guys know who this guy is, but as far as I know, I think he's on either One American News Network or he's on iHeartRadio at the very least. He has a podcast. He's actually all over the fucking place. And I think he's on either One American News Network or, or Newsmax, one of the two. Anyways, he's got this talk show, basically, Tucker Carlson-style show. And um, he says some pretty naughty stuff. He had Deanna Lorraine on recently, and I figured we'd give this a watch and see what he had to say for himself. Check this guy out. I have to address this pink elephant in the room. Uh, So you were attacked last evening by this radical left wing nut insurrectionist sympathizer group called uh, Right Wing Watch. Wait a minute. Insurrectionist sympathizer group? How is Right Wing Watch an insurrectionist sympathizer group wouldn't that be the republicans because that's the that a a real fucking insurrection took place that republicans did like trump supporters enacted this whole fucking insurrection and this guy is claiming that right-wing watch is a, a an insurrectionist supporting group where is this coming from i we're Nine seconds into this clip, and it's getting fucking bizarre. Let's keep watching. Group called uh, Right Wing Watch. I've never heard of them before. Uh, but last evening, they, they attacked you. They published that when you referred on this show to the push for this experimental mRNA injection that's causing uh, documented miscarriages, abnormal vaginal bleeding. No, not true. None of these things are true. Menopausal women are reporting getting periods. Women are... Menopausal women are... are- reporting getting periods he obviously doesn't understand how the human body works at all if he's even saying that bleeding menopausal women are reporting getting periods women are bleeding from their eyes women are bleeding from their eyes my god i have to stop pausing every three seconds but just the shit coming out of his mouth is fucking weird kids for crying out loud are dying of heart attacks and so on uh you rightly compared this jab to the holocaust you said it's the work of satan the group then of course felt that their need to be the attention whores that they are they referred to you as a quote QAnon conspiracy theorist uh Deanna Lorraine is QAnon, or at the very least was. I don't know if she still carries that banner or not, but she at the very least was QAnon. How can she possibly be upset with somebody accurately describing her as QAnon? I just wanted to give you the opportunity to address that. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, Right Wing Watch has been hot on my trail since about a year ago when I started running my campaign against Nancy Pelosi. So they came out of the woodwork and they started following me. I'm not really sure what the point was of her saying that. Is she implying that they're in bed with like big Democrat or something like they didn't come after her because she ran against Nancy Pelosi? They and I rightly came after her or criticized her anyways for being completely fucking delusional, really. 
some of the shit she says is way fucking out there. She's trying to find land where she is. Nobody can fucking see her from where she's standing. She is so far out there. ...started following me. And you know what? You have to take it as a badge of honor because when they're stalking you and they're lingering and lurking on your YouTube lives every day and your live streams every day, all just to write something hot off the press about you, you got to just take it as a compliment yeah. because there they are. And you're also giving them a little bit too much credit. I'm pretty sure it's just like a 45 year old man living in his mommy's basement. I love how they got this stock footage of some guy eating popcorn. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, no, Right Wing Watch is actually run by professionals. I believe Kyle Mantilla is one of their writers and editors. Uh, and then there's somebody named Montgomery, I think. I forget. Uh, I know some people who know them, basically, but I don't know them personally. But anyways, they're not 45-year-olds sitting in their mom's basement. I'm not even sure why she would suggest such a thing. It's a legitimate, full-blown, large organization that brings in a lot of revenue every year and does a lot of good work. And living in his mommy's basement that's writing this up every day and stalking people like us, calling us QAnon-tards, that's- No. Nobody in my realm would ever call somebody a QAnon-tard. Like, no major public figures like myself or, like, Right Wing Watch, because that's a callback to the R-word. And I, as far as I know, Right Wing Watch and myself and many other influencers like that don't believe in using that word. Uh, nobody would ever allude to them being quote-unquote QAnon-tards. That's not the kind of thing that I or Right Wing Watch would do. Oh, and also another thing, um, people in my sphere, like myself, Right Wing Watch, Hemant Mehta, and other people like that who talk about these types of things, not only would we use something so closely linked to the R word like that, we also try not to insult people, or I, at the very least, try not to insult people. I will point out that they are completely wrong and seem to be totally out of their heads and conspiratorial and seemingly delusional and things like that, but I don't call them idiots. I don't call them names, no ad hominems. I don't do that shit. I have said those things on stream when the final clip goes out to YouTube and the audio podcast and everything. I cut all insults out. I do not believe in insulting people. Sometimes insults slip out by mistake. I just get heated in the moment, but I eventually cut that shit out because I don't believe in that. That's not my goal. My goal isn't to insult people or hurt people. I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to point out the crazy shit that's happening. That's it. That's pretty much what this is. Yeah. And of course, they, they target, this is the same people, Media Matters. You know, these are Soros-owned, Chinese-owned, uh, uh, you know, turds, basically. That Wait, Soros-owned, Chinese-owned? Hang on, let me step back on this. This is the same people, Media Matters. You know, these are Soros-owned, Chinese-owned. No! What is she talking She's saying Right Wing Watch is owned by China and or S George Soros? Anytime I hear the name George Soros, I immediately think anti-Semitism. It's like this big Jewish conspiracy, like Jews control the media and all that stuff. Maybe that's not what she intended. I don't know. But every fucking time I hear somebody talking about Soros, it's like a neo-Nazi. You know, it's always some 
extremist in some really extreme message board talking about how George Soros is, you know, he secretly controls the Federal Reserve and he is making all this money and paying people to do all these crazy things. It's nuts. Uh, uh, you know, turds basically that just go out and they smear people. It's one big smear operation. No, it's not a smear because it's accurate. The things that they're describing are accurate and they are not insults. This is the original tweet. QAnon conspiracy theorist Deanna Lorraine. That's a descriptor. Now, I know she could take issue with conspiracy theorists, that, that title. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that's not an ad hominem. That's not an attack. That's a description of her beliefs. The things that she believes are conspiracies. And she's a QAnoner. She believes in this. This is not inaccurate. So I, you know, I can't take issue with this first line. Warns that the effort to get people vaccinated is a modern-day holocaust. That is a quote from Deanna Lorraine. If she didn't want people reporting it, why did she say it? Complains that it's teaching people to trust science instead of their guts and says it's all the work of Satan. She said those things. Those are accurate descriptions of her positions and what she said. If she doesn't like people reporting this, don't say it. I'm not understanding here. These aren't insults. These aren't attacks. These are descriptions of your actions. This isn't slander or smearing. Well, when this guy paused his video game or had to change remotes, uh, maybe... They really want to lay into the idea that Right Wing Watch is a single guy and he's a fat, lazy slob who lives in his mom's basement. Like, they are desperate to portray him that way. I don't get it. It's an inaccurate depiction anyways. These people are professionals and I know them and or I know I know who they are and there are a lot of people involved in Right Wing Watch, not just one guy. This guy paused his video game or had to change remotes, uh, maybe change his diaper after urinating himself on the couch. He also called me an anti-vaxxer. I mean, this right. is completely false. It's totally slanderous and defamatory. I'm not at all. I'm not at all an anti-vaxxer. Oh, no, you're not, Stu Peters? Okay, well, let's just listen to the first 15 seconds of this video one more time, shall we? Uh, documented miscarriages, abnormal vaginal bleeding, menopausal women are reporting getting periods, women are bleeding from their eyes, teenage kids, for crying out loud, are dying of heart attacks, and so on. Uh, you rightly compared this jab to the Holocaust. None of those things are true at all that's completely made up about the vaccine is that not anti-vax you are making up conspiracy theories about the vaccine to scare people out of getting it what's pro-vax about that i don't understand how can you sit here and say they smeared you as an anti-vaxxer and in the same fucking clip talk about just make shit up make up nonsense about things that are happening from the vaccine that absolutely are not true at all. This isn't the only clip I wanted to look at. There's actually another. Check this one out. This one is from May 24th. Last one we watched was from uh, May 6th, 2021. So this one's May 24th. Let's give this one a watch. It'll be an easy way to keep these dirty, morbidly obese, disease-infested scum uh, mentally challenged and... Okay, so the people he's talking about here, they must be really, really terrible people, right, to deserve these level of insults, what he's doing here. You know who he's talking about? People who wear masks in public. That's who he's talking about. 
Give this one another listen. It'll be an easy way to keep these dirty, morbidly obese, disease-infested scum uh, mentally challenged and socially ill people away from us because you'll be able to see them from a distance and then you know, treat them as the real thing to fear because that would right. be what I would really be fearful of, if anything, is that I'm walking amongst people like this. Right, you're right. They're the real lepers. You know, and, and they need to be treated as such. Why demonize masks? Honestly, I do not get it. I don't understand the thought process behind this. It's a piece of fucking cloth. Why are you so dead set on not only not wearing one yourself, but shaming others who want to wear one and, and calling them morbidly obese, socially ill, mentally ill? Dirty morbidly obese disease infested okay dirty morbidly obese disease infested i wear a mask i'm not morbidly obese i'm not dirty i'm not disease infested this is fucking nutty where is this guy's head really she's upset and so is he that they're being shamed for not wearing one so they're going out there and demonizing and attacking viciously attacking people for wearing masks this is exactly how stochastic terrorism starts. Check out this Tucker Carlson clip. They sound just like him. Purely a sign of political obedience, like Kim Il-sung pins in Pyongyang. We wear them because we have to. He's literally comparing wearing a mask to living in North Korea under a dictatorship. That is shameful to make that comparison. It's an embarrassment. The only people who wear masks voluntarily outside are zealots and neurotics. How neurotic are they? Well, we know. A Pew survey from last March found that 64% of white Americans who classify themselves as liberal or very liberal have been diagnosed with an actual mental health condition. Now he's claiming that people who are opposed to him are mentally ill. This is a common attack, a common propaganda technique that people use to claim that their opponents are mentally ill. I see this kind of thing all the time. Jehovah's Witnesses do this exact shit. And that's actually why we should really be very careful about making any kind of medical diagnoses or even using medical terms to describe people that we're talking about. Like, you know, saying they're narcissistic or saying that they're delusional. Really, those are medical terms and we really probably shouldn't be using them against people. We certainly shouldn't be claiming that they have clinical delusion or clinical narcissism. I've, I've done that before. I've said those things before. We should probably try to avoid that kind of thing. Let's keep listening to Carlson here. And you see them everywhere when you walk down the street in any major city. If you dare to go on foot from Union Station to the Capitol, for example, in Washington without wearing a mask, angry Biden voters will snort at you in judgment. How could you, they're saying from behind the gauze. How could you? That's the question we should be asking of them in return. The rest of us should be snorting at them first. They're the aggressors. It's our job to brush them back. And They're the aggressors by wearing a mask? In this fictional land that he's building here, he's kind of claiming that Biden supporters, quote unquote, all sneer at him when he doesn't wear a mask and say, how could you? thus turning them into the aggressors. But he's conflating two fictional situations here. The two fictional situations he's conflating is one where they actually go up to him and talk to him and say, how could you? And the other is where they're just simply wearing a mask. 
by conflating those two and saying they're the aggressors, he's implying that they're the aggressors simply by wearing a mask and nothing else. It gets worse. Keep listening. And restore the society we were born in. So the next time you see someone in a mask on the sidewalk or on the bike path, do not hesitate. Ask politely but firmly, would you please take off your mask? Encouraging people to shove themselves into other people's lives. Encouraging them to force themselves into somebody's personal space and violate their privacy effectively. Science shows there is no reason for you to be wearing it. Your mask is making me uncomfortable. It's inaccurate that, that science shows that, quote unquote. Science does not show that. Science shows the efficacy of masks over and over again, and that's why surgeons wear them when they work on your knee and stuff like that. We should do that, and we should keep doing it until wearing a mask outside is roughly as socially accepted as lighting a marble in an elevator. It's repulsive. Don't do it around other people. Yeah, except when you're smoking a cigarette, you are getting secondhand smoke all over everything. When you're wearing a mask, you're not affecting the other people's lives in any way, shape, or form. That's the message we should send because it's true. As for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. Your response when you see children wearing masks as they play should be... Here you go. You, you guys ready for the stochastic terrorism part? It's already kind of approached stochastic terrorism roughly, where he was saying, when you see somebody wearing a mask, you should go up to them and harass them. That's already bordering on stochastic terrorism. Now it's getting real. Keep listening. Be no different from your response to seeing someone beat a kid in Walmart. Call the police immediately. Contact Child Protective Services. Keep calling until someone arrives. What you're looking at is abuse. It's child abuse, and you are morally obligated to attempt to prevent it. Wearing a mask is child abuse. This guy doesn't understand the meaning of the term, if he really believes this. And this is a prime example of stochastic terrorism demonizing somebody or something to such a point that somebody somewhere in his audience is going to take matters into their own hands and do something violent can't predict who or where or when but if you demonize something enough you scream about it enough and get people riled up into this crazy blood frenzy and tell people they should do something about it like he's saying right here saying you should do something about it which is call the police and don't let them leave until the police show up that's stochastic terrorism that's a false report first of all that's filing a false police report and it's stochastic terrorism these people are obsessed with hating masks, and I absolutely don't get it. The, the words that they're saying right now are going to lead to somebody genuinely getting hurt. That is the nature of stochastic terrorism. Let's watch the next clip from Stu Peters. They have been able to take over the entire media. They have caused a mass exodus of good police officers that are there for the right reason. They have started the indoctrination of your kids with- I would love to know who this guy thinks are good cops. I would love to sit down with him and say, just describe a good cop who's there for the right reasons to me. Tell me the type of things that they do. What qualities would a good cop have? I'd be willing to bet money that his idea of a good cop and my idea of a good cop are 
complete opposites of each other. Caused a mass exodus of good police officers that are there for the right reason. They have started the indoctrination of your kids with critical race theory. Now they are supposed to- Oh, critical race theory, using that as the new communism and the new socialism. Once again, just using buzzwords to freak his audience out. Indoctrination of your kids with critical race theory. What is he talking about? Kids never learned critical race theory. That's a college level subject. You don't teach that in elementary school. What is he fucking talking about? Critical race theory, now they are supposed to feel badly about themselves, specifically if they're white, not only feel badly about themselves and repent, but also join a force of evil to eradicate whiteness. No, that, that's just a complete misrepresentation of what it is, but I don't even feel like dying on this hill, so I'm not going to. Force of evil to eradicate whiteness completely. They have completely taken God out of everything. Now I saw in one state last night that they're trying to get rid of in God we trust. Look, this guy is doing a, uh, something called a gish gallop. You guys ever heard of that? The gish gallop is where you throw out just a billion arguments, as many as you possibly can, back to back to back. And when your debate opponent doesn't address one of the arguments because they only have a, a, a limited amount of time to respond, you say, I guess I won on that argument because you didn't respond to it. The gish gallop is a sleazy way of winning, of winning an argument. And that's exactly what this guy is doing right now. But I'll tell you what, you know what? Let me reset my cameras. I'm gonna reset my cameras. We're gonna go through it. We're gonna do this. Let's keep going. Now I saw in one state last night that they're trying to get rid of in God we trust on a- No. No, nobody, there's no serious movement trying to do that. And even if there were, I would be in favor of it, first of all. Second of all, it wasn't added until the 1950s during this huge movement of patriotism uh, because people were trying to fight the commies and, and fight China and fight Russia and all this other stuff. That's when it was added. Oh, I saw in one state last night that they're trying to get rid of in God we trust on a license plate in some state. I don't remember exactly what it is. Huh. Well, maybe you should know before you come out here and say it. I have not heard anything about this. Maybe it's real. Cody Anglin, Mississippi is headed to federal court to fight a lawsuit from the American atheists who said it's against the law to force people in the state to have in God we trust on license plates. There you go. Okay. So the guy... I, I guess was telling the truth. Can you post a link to that on Discord for me if you have it available? I will put an editing marker in this clip with that information if I can find it. This guy isn't some tiny YouTuber. This guy isn't a nobody. This guy runs a full-blown TV show like Tucker Carlson. I mean, it's not as big as Carlson. I think he's like one of the biggest ones. But he's not nobody. He can't just come out here and just say random shit. Well, I guess he can. Come out here and say random shit with absolutely zero evidence to back him up. Outright lie to the audience. I guess he does have that ability. But he shouldn't. And he should be embarrassed that he's coming out here and doing this. Exactly what it is. Although, be it, it is still on our currency. Probably not for too long. And they have purged our military with this wokeness. Um, so all... What is he talking about? Purged our military with this wokeness. What is this bizarre fucking obsession with the military and being woke? Oh, you know where all this started, actually? There was a propaganda video came out. It was released by Russia. Russia released this propaganda video to their country, trying to encourage their people to join the military. And in it, they mocked 
the U.S. military saying that we were woke and weak and we were like women, you know, that all that stupid bullshit. And um, Ted Cruz actually like retweeted uh, this clip from the Russian government, this propaganda to attack the U.S. Ted Cruz retweeted it and talked about it and encouraged it and spread it. And here is Stu Peters spreading it even more. What's wrong with these people, really? Urged our military with this wokeness. Um, so all, all of that has been done. And this was also amid an engineered, man-made, intentionally released virus. No. Oh, my God. No. We're going to hit every one of these points, aren't we? All right, let's hit it. Also amid an engineered, man-made, intentionally released virus. Okay, man-made, engineered, intentionally released virus. None of those things are true. None of that is true. There was a question as to whether or not it was a leak. It accidentally escaped from the lab. As far as I know, that's been debunked. I believe that they determined that that isn't what happened. That's not how it got out. But scientists have been studying the virus for a very long time and have determined there is no way that it was man-made. It is not a man-made virus. It has common markers showing basic evolutionary steps. This is how pandemics start. That, this is what happens. This is the world. Welcome to it. All of the things that he just said were lies. Also amid an engineered, man-made, intentionally released virus from the lab in Wuhan, where we unapologetically said that it came from, you said it, I said it, we were liars, we were conspiracy theorists, we were tinfoil hats. That's accurate. I'm sorry. I know you don't like that, but it's accurate. You're sitting here acting like you were vindicated. You were not. The things that you just said are not true. We were tinfoil hats. It has now come true. No, it has not. It has not come true. Conspiracy theorists, we were tinfoil hats. It has now come true. And then the vaccine, or the vaccine. The vaccine. Excuse me, was bioweapon 2.0, which is stronger than the ineffective virus that Fauci wanted to get his hands on. He has now developed this Delta version, whatever it is they're going to. Oh, they're saying, I'm sorry. Is he saying that Fauci developed the original virus and then developed the vaccine personally and then developed the delta variant i'm not even sure what to say like where is his evidence for like any of this there is no evidence for anything he's saying here he's just completely fabricating it based on a narrative he hates somebody and wants to destroy them so he's going to come out and lie and pretend that Fauci created the virus, the vaccine, and the Delta variant. This is fucking bizarre. He has now developed this Delta version, whatever it is, they're going to only continue to get more and more deadly. And they have done it all simultaneously with little to no resistance whatsoever. That was a soft test. If the president of the United States, Donald Trump, doesn't come back within the next 60 days, I believe that we are looking at an extinction level event. Wow, that is a big claim. If Trump doesn't come back in the next 60 days, we're looking at an extinction level event because Fauci personally ran a soft test with the virus by creating the virus himself personally to see if it would work. And it did. And now he's going to do the hard 
the hard run, I guess. He's going to actually create another virus that's actually really damaging. I don't know where they're getting their information from or their ideas or or any of that shit, but this is fucking strange. There's one more clip of Stu Peters I want to watch. Check this one out. This one just came out uh, June 30th. Watch it. I knew going into this that I would be scrutinized, that I'd be called a racist, that I'd be fact-checked. <laughs> and he's upset about that. I guess he's upset by being fact-checked. Um, I don't get the impression that he really gives a shit if people call him racist. Currently, I haven't seen anything racist from the guy that I can remember at this moment, but he has the Trump cultist personality. Being a cult member, by definition, to some degree, means that you have a cult personality that has been programmed into you. He has the Trump cult personality. I can see it plain as day. All the shit that he says, all of the ideas that he's spreading, all the people that he demonizes. We just sat here and listened to him for like 30 minutes straight. He has the Trump personality. And in a lot of ways, racism is part of that personality because by necessity, the things that you're expected to believe as a member of the Trump cult, a lot of those things lead to damage in race relations. So I don't know if this guy is racist, but based on the fact that he has the cult personality programmed in clear as day, I would be surprised if he isn't. I knew going into this that I would be scrutinized, that I'd be called a racist, that I'd be fact-checked, labeled a conspiracy theorist. If the shoe fits, I'm sorry, the things that, he, that this guy said earlier were conspiracies. I don't know this guy's motivations. I don't know if he's a true believer or not. Um, I don't know if he was mistaken or not, but I have to say, listing off a giant fucking list of, what was it? A injection that's causing uh, documented miscarriages, abnormal vaginal bleeding, menopausal women are reporting getting periods, women are bleeding from their eyes, teenage kids, for crying out loud, are dying of heart attacks. Like, none of this even makes logical sense at all. If, if you understood anything about how the human body works, then you wouldn't b believe this. You're a conspiracy theorist. I'm sorry you don't like that. If you don't like it, then don't be one. What, what else is there to say? And that the slaves to Satan would no doubt come right after me. I don't let that bother me. I don't care about threats of violence. I don't care about censorship. I don't care about big money contracts. I don't care about bribery. Lawsuits and blatant coercion have been ineffective, and I come into this studio every single day with my shoulders rolled back, with my head held high, and ready to take it all on. My kid's future is worth it. Here's that persecution complex rearing its ugly head. The guy is obsessed with being attacked. He has to be the underdog. He has to be hated. He has to be downtrodden for any of this to work for him. This persecution complex creates a sense of group loyalty. It creates camaraderie. It, it's like going to a therapy session, a group therapy session, with a bunch of other drug addicts, for example, and talking about the hard times that you had. It creates a sense of camaraderie and loyalty with each other, and that is what he's trying to exploit here. He is obsessed with being the victim of this situation. And he's completely fabricating a lot of the things that he has to say. Like, a lot of the conspiracies, a lot of the attacks that are coming at him or whatever else. Thousands, 
tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people listen to this shit every single day and believe it. Next, we're going to talk about Lego's role in the 1-6 insurrection. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media. Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next story I wanted to talk about is about Lego. As it turns out, one of the January 6th insurrectionists got arrested recently because they broke the law by being in the Capitol building. And when they were arrested by the FBI, apparently they had a full model of the Capitol building in Legos at their house, and it was confiscated as evidence. I was on Patriots.win, which is basically the Donald subreddit. After they were banned from Reddit, they created their own website. I was on here, and I saw just this plethora of Lego memes. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Come to find out, that's what happened. So I figured we'd read this article about it, and then we'd get into a couple more articles. But take a look at some of these memes here. You smooth brains got nothing on Lego Joe. I hesitate to ever read anything from this website because they use language that's really, really bad. The N-word constantly, the the F-word, you know, the slur against gay people, they use that constantly. And I fear that if I'm sitting here reading some of this stuff, I might accidentally say the word. I, I guess I could bleep it out or just remove it in the final clip, but I just don't want to be in that position at all. This is from the FBI. Hey, FBI, my kids have a ton of Legos in their rooms and my parents love freedom. Very suspicious. Where do I report them? Family members and peers are often best positioned to witness signs of mobilization to violence. The thing is, they're making light of this person having a Lego set. He wasn't arrested for having the Lego set. That wasn't the thing that got him arrested in the first place. It was breaking into the Capitol on January 6th. The fact that he had a Lego set that was a model of the Capitol building is evidence that he was planning something ahead of time. He wanted to understand how the building was structured and everything else. Anyways, let's read this article by Rolling Stone, written by Tessa Stewart on, Ju on July 7th. So let's give this a read and see what it says. FBI agents seized a detailed Lego model of the U.S. Capitol from a man accused of storming the building to disrupt the Electoral College certification on January 6th. The Lego set? 1,032 pieces and advertised as suitable for boys and girls over the age of 12, was seized from the Glenshaw, Pennsylvania home of 27-year-old Robert Morse on June 11th. Holy shit, 1,032 pieces? That's a gigantic Lego set. According to a memo from federal prosecutors requesting that Morse remain detained until his trial. The FBI used dozens of photos and stills from videos captured on January 6th to place Morse at the Capitol where federal attorneys say he helped orchestrate one of the most intense and prolonged clashes of the insurrection. Morse is accused of using his entire body to push against the rioters in front of him as the group tried to use the shields to push past the officers guarding the door. So he wasn't just a bit player kind of moseying his way through the Capitol building. 
He was actually playing a big role in it. It was during this time that an MPD officer was being violently crushed against the first set of doors with a shield held by another rioter, the memo says. I remember that. I don't know if you guys remember seeing that, but uh, you guys should look up video of the, you know, the 1-6 insurrection if you haven't seen that. It's pretty disturbing stuff. On a separate surveillance video referenced in the documents, a man authorities believe is Morse can be heard calling out, hey, everyone with a shield, back up and organize. Make a shield wall. Organize right now and make a shield wall. Where are those fucking shields? According to the authorities, the shield, the shield wall was used to crush officers in the rioters' path. Additional footage from the police body cameras and press reports show the same man waving a Gadsden flag, attempting to seize a baton, a visor, and a flagpole from Metropolitan Police officers, and crawling into the building through a broken window. So he wasn't a passive player in this, basically. He was directly involved in what was happening. Morse was first identified to the FBI by an anonymous tipster identifying him as a Penn State graduate. According to the Daily Collegian, Penn State's student newspaper, Morse was elected chairman of a nationalist student organization called the Bull Moose Party during his time at the university. According to the paper, Morse, who studied secondary education at Penn State, was employed as a substitute teacher for the Shaler Area School District outside Pittsburgh. Online interviews referenced in the prosecutor's memo indicate Morse may have previously served as a U.S. Army Ranger. After the FBI tip, Morse identity was confirmed by four additional witnesses, according to the memo, including one witness who said Morse may struggle with some mental health issues due to his time in the military. Damn, that's sad. The military can be really damaging to people's mental health. I was actually watching some stuff recently from this YouTuber, reasonably big YouTuber, he's an ex-Marine, I believe. He basically reviews military movies and stuff and talks about how accurate they are. Um, wish I could remember the guy's name. He seemed pretty legit to me. Not too legit to quit. That's a new level of legit, but he was just plain legit, I would say. He made a really good point in his YouTube videos that the military trains you to be a soldier, but when your tour is over, they don't train you to be a civilian again. First of all, they use psychological tactics to manipulate you and to brainwash you. The military does. This is on record. I mean, they say that's what they're doing. They're breaking you down and building you back up in their image. Unfortunately, they don't teach you how to be a normal, functioning member of society again after you leave and that's obviously coming back to bite them in the ass. I hope that veterans services, the VA or whoever the hell handles this, can find some way to contribute to these people's lives in a meaningful way to help them get over their PTSD. I just really want to see these people get the help that they need and that they deserve. And if we don't help People who are dealing with real mental problems coming out of the military, we can expect this kind of extremism from them. Anyway, let's keep reading this article. Inside Moore's home, authorities found a number of other items the man in the video was pictured with, including a Gadsden flag emblazoned with the words, Don't Tread on Me, a neck gaiter, a military utility bag, a black tourniquet, and military fatigues. They also found a notebook with messy scrawl that read step-by-step step to create hometown militia. 
The steps included buddy teams, battle drills, formations, ambush, and patrol base. That's concerning. My god, I'd love to get my hands on this book. On the opposite page of the notebook were a list of names and notes to self, including bring kit and body armor, bring assault rifle, pen and paper, water, and four magazines. Morse is facing multiple federal charges, including certain acts during civil disorder, assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers or employees, robbery of personal property of the United States, and obstruction of an official proceeding. U.S. attorneys did not specify whether or not Morse utilized the Lego set, advertised as including a collectible booklet containing information about the design, architecture, and history of the building to prepare for the Capitol riot. Lego didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. This is the kind of person we're dealing with here. That's who this guy was. Morse was an extremist who knew how to plan insurrections and was actively planning to create a hometown militia or was in the process of creating a hometown militia, quote-unquote, as he wrote in his notebook. And we have people on the Donald, the old The Donald subreddit, basically, making fun of it, acting like it's ridiculous. Hey, FBI, my kids have a ton of Legos in their rooms, and my parents love freedom, very suspicious. Where do I report them? Pretending this is nothing. Pretending this is just a big fucking joke. This guy was dangerous. He was mentally ill, possibly as a result of his time in the military, and he needed help. And they're making light of this situation as if it's nothing. It's fucking sad. You know, the other day, I did a video on Patriot Front on my main channel, or I released it on my main channel. I got a bunch of people on there leaving comments like, I got somebody on there who said, honestly, Trump should have taken over the military and not left office. I said the military leaders specifically said it, they would not get involved in the election and they would respect the results. You could be a little less transparent with your hatred for democracy. And they said, I care more about America and its citizens being great. I find your love for archaic governmental designs disgusting. You would rather Americans be jobless than great. If anything, we should have corporations and business people directly running the country. I said, not even pretending anymore. Awesome. The facade has fallen away. They are now open about not wanting democracy. They want a dictatorship. What this guy was describing was a dictatorship. He wanted Trump to take control by force. What are we going to do about these people? What are we going to do about this? This is a problem that needs to be addressed. We are going to have to find a way to deal with the fact that nearly half the country, well, 35, 40% at least, no longer want a democracy, seemingly. Next, we're going to talk about Trump's seven-point plan to get reinstated this year. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com.
The next article I wanted to talk about is titled, A Seven-Point Plan to Reinstate Donald Trump as President in Days, Not Years, was handed out at CPAC. I don't know if you guys know what CPAC is. I think it stands for the Conservative Political Action Conference. And it's a yearly conference, I think, that every conservative desires to go to and to watch. It's a big deal. It's kind of like the Democratic National Convention, I think, where everybody gets together and they all talk about politics and all that stuff and and the things that they want to push for and stuff. So CPAC is actually a very big deal. And I guess Donald Trump, according to the article, released a seven-point plan to to get reinstated in days, not years. So let's give this article a read and see what it says. It was written by Alia Shoaib, I believe. Today, in fact. July 11th is when this was written, I believe. Let's read it and see what it says. A plan to reinstate Donald Trump as president circulated at the Conservative Political Action Conference. The outlandish plan involves ousting House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and replacing her with Trump. The conspiracy theory that Trump will be reinstated as president is popular among his supporters. Attendees of the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, in Dallas have been handed cards outlining a seven-point plan to reinstate Donald Trump as president in days, not years. Forbes reporter Andrew Solander posted an image of the card on Twitter. CPAC attendee, this is a Twitter, uh, I'm sorry, this is a quote from Andrew Solander on Twitter. CPAC attendees sent me this pic of a card they were handed about a seven-point plan to restore Donald J. Trump in days, not years, which involves installing Trump as Speaker and ousting Biden and Harris. Number one, reveal Achilles' heel. Pull back the curtain on the horror show that is today's Democrat Party. Watch Pelosi melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. (laughs) This was obviously written by Trump. He's so obsessed with using certain verbiage like that. Drives me nuts. See the Black Caucus and other key groups flip unexpectedly and watch the tables turn. That's never going to happen. That's just straight up ridiculous. That's not going to happen. Point number two, witness a trusted conservative elected as Speaker of the House and finally reveal suppressed results of existing investigations into election racketeering. Uh, okay, I'm not really sure. So basically, the, the whole idea here I'm picking up is they want to get Nancy Pelosi out as Speaker of the House. Let's keep reading. Number three, correct the official record. Reveal that Trump legitimately won the 2020 election. Number four, the Speaker of the House drafts articles of impeachment for Biden-Harris. Number five, citizen Donald J. Trump is placed into the line of presidential succession behind the vice president by electing him Speaker of the House. Oh, okay, that's the plan. So the idea is... Trump is elected as Speaker of the House, which, legally speaking, doesn't have to be a member of the House of Representatives. It can be anybody, uh, apparently, according to the laws. And then impeach Biden and Harris, and now Donald Trump is in the line of succession. This is ridiculous. My God, this is crazy. Let's keep reading. Number five. Citizen Donald J. Trump is placed into the line of presidential succession behind the vice president by electing him Speaker of the House. Number six, Speaker of the House Donald J. Trump then calls for a vote to impeach, charge, and remove imposters, Biden and Harris, imposters, 
And finally, number seven, duly impeach, charge, and remove Biden and Harris, whereby rendering all acts of said imposters while in office null and void and of no effect. Then, duly elected Donald J. Trump resumes his rightful place as U.S. president. Zero chance of this happening. Zero. It's lower than zero. You know why? If this plan went through all the way up to point number seven, Trump still wouldn't get office because Trump, uh, I'm sorry, because point number seven is convict, impeach, and then convict and remove Biden and Harris, I guess. Although they would have to impeach both Biden and Harris and get votes for both. And getting the votes, currently I think it's a supermajority, which requires 66 yes votes to convict right correct me in the comments if i'm wrong on that i believe they need 66 or i believe they need 67 actually 67 votes to actually convict and they don't have it it's a 50 50 split right now with kamala as the tie-breaking vote for normal law related things there's absolutely no chance of this happening no chance of it even getting to seven but at seven it would stop dead in its tracks period basically the plan reads to me number one demonize the democrats number two get somebody in the house to reveal suppressed results of the investigations into the election number three announce that trump legitimately won the election i honestly i don't know what number two or three have to do with anything number four draft impeachment against biden and harris which it wouldn't pass anyways the house is controlled by democrats right now i guess after the next election i could see them impeaching just out of spite but again they need a lot of votes to actually remove Biden from office. It's just not going to happen. Number five is make Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. Get all of the Republicans to vote him in as Speaker of the House, which I guess is a possibility. I, I think it's something he, he's been knocking around in his head since he had a conversation about it with, I believe, Sean Hannity. Number six is Trump votes to impeach. And then number seven is they're impeached. That's basically the seven-point plan. I don't even know why they put it in seven points, honestly. Like, they could have said that in, like, three or four. Demonize the, de the Democrats, take control of the House, vote Trump in as Speaker, then Trump writes up articles of impeachment. That's basically their seven-point plan. Let's keep reading the article. The cards seem to have been made by a group called Patriot Soar, which is not affiliated with the event organizers. The outlandish plan involves ousting House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and eventually installing Donald Trump in her place. Donald Trump as Speaker would then call for a vote to impeach, charge, and remove imposters, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. As the Speaker of the House is third in line of presidential succession, Trump would then take up the presidency again in this highly improbable scenario. Yeah, it's extremely unlikely, this whole thing. Uh, it's kind of an embarrassment that they would even put this on paper and pass it around at CPAC, really. The plan hinges on Republicans regaining control of the House, which they plan to do by pulling back the curtain on the horror show of the Democrat Party, quote-unquote, causing groups such as the Black Caucus to flip sides. Never gonna happen. The card links to a website that elaborates on the Madcap scheme. 
to reinstate Trump and claims to have proof connecting the Democrat Party to satanic sacrifices. Oh my god, really? Are they really laying into the satanic sacrifices angle? That's a QAnon belief. Look, if anybody would know, the Democrats were sacrificing kids to Satan. It'd be me. I'm on Satan's payroll, right? Dude pays me to talk about Christianity. Like, I'm the guy. I would know, right? It's not happening. They are just completely off the deep end in La La Land right now. Let's keep reading. The messaging alludes to popular QAnon-affiliated conspiracy theories that accuse the Democrats of secret satanic abuse. A recent study found that around a quarter of Republicans believe that Satan worshiping controlled the U.S. government. The conspiracy theory that Trump will soon be reinstated as president has been popularized by prominent supporters, including MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell and lawyer Sidney Powell. Big surprise. And yeah, I believe that Sean Hannity had a conversation with Trump about becoming Speaker of the House. And Trump was not really sure about it. I remember him mulling it around. I listened to the whole interview. The card also refers to the widely debunked conspiracy theory that the 2020 election was fraudulent, which has been rejected dozens of times in court. Insider has previously reported that there is no legal path for Trump to be reinstated. Uh, I guess that this is technically a legal path uh, in the strictest sense. But it's delusional to believe that any of this is going to play out this way, really. You, you can't possibly believe that this is actually going to happen. At some point, they're going to have to give up on it and accept that they lost, right? When are they going to realize this and just accept it? Probably never, because Trump won't ever just accept it. The only solace I can take in the situation is the fact that Trump is getting up there in years right now and at some point in time in the near future he's going to be a little too old to be involved in politics uh, really he's going to be m more concerned with other things like at 96 years old you can't possibly be worried about running for president anymore right just live out your golden years and play golf seriously it's coming it's getting to that point quickly for Trump. Not yet, but we're moving in that direction. Romulus Detroit's angry oranges rhetoric sounds strangely like a supplemental advert, one that you might find for an adult website. Also glad to hear from you. Keep doing what you do, man. I appreciate it. Angry oranges rhetoric. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's like people have picked up on his speech patterns. This may not have been written by him directly, but they're using his speech patterns seriously reveal achilles heel pull back the curtain on the horror show that is today's democrat party watch pelosi melt like the wicked witch of the west that's straight up trump rhetoric that's the kind of shit that i expect to hear from him damn there was so much other stuff i wanted to talk about too like this facebook warning i don't know if you guys have seen this facebook wants to know if you're concerned that someone you know is becoming an extremist so that you can take action now facebook's been basically posting this message to people who've been exposed to extremist propaganda are you concerned that someone you know is becoming an extremist we care about preventing extremists on facebook others in your situation have received confidential support hear stories and get advice from people who've escaped violent extremist groups get support i think that's really cool i like that a lot um but people aren't happy about it hey has anyone had this message pop up on their Facebook. My friend, who is not an ideologue, but hosts lots of competing chatter, 
Got this message twice. He's very disturbed. He should be disturbed. If he's getting this message, it means he's interacted with extremist material. You should be disturbed too. You should be talking to the guy. Something's going on here. I've been getting it all day. Literally just happened to me. That popped up, I'm sorry, that popped up on my Facebook after I commented on several conservative posts. Yes, I saw that about a week ago on my Facebook feed. It was just a wow moment. People don't even realize when they're being exposed to extremist content. Facebook has to give them a fucking notice to let them know. This is sad. This is a sad, disturbing situation we're in that this is even necessary. But I'm honestly glad they're they're putting it up there. And I, I, I heard that Twitter is putting those messages up too. Not 100% sure on that. I hope they are. Like, where the fuck is the United States right now? This is insane. We'd really like to know how Facebook is deciding who might know potential extremism, and we'd definitely like to know how Facebook defines extremism, given their interesting definition of fact-checking. People really don't like this whole fact-checking thing, do they? This is sad. I really wanted to cover this article, too. Maybe I'll cover it on another day. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.